As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. A snack size and cast to get you going here on the day of game number seven. Yeah, transfer. We wouldn't do this to the people. We wouldn't leave them hanging. The demand is there, and we thought, hey, come on. Uh, game six, Thatcher Demko forces a game seven. So this will be a little shorter than usual, but we didn't want to leave you without a VanCast to get you ready, to get you in the mood for a Game 7 that, I don't know, Thomas, like a couple days ago, I don't think anybody saw coming. No. 100% not. What, it was earlier this week when you were pushing back on my eulogies, right? Uh, Time is a flat circle, J-Pat. No, it's not. No, it's not. Not with Thatcher Demko stopping everything thrown at him. 90 saves across 72 hours. Uh, a bedtime check now happening on a daily basis to JT Miller's consternation. Did you see his reaction to the Batch question? And I felt really bad because <laughs> yeah. I texted Batch and I was like, we need, we, need, we need Demko's bedtime. Like I texted Batch and then Miller got all pissy about it. And I just texted Batch back and I was like, if I could, I'd take responsibility, Batch. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, look, Demko's been unbelievable. He saved 90 shots and the Canucks season. This is an incredible performance from the goaltender. Right, and you wanted to write the eulogy. You seem to think that any time's a good time for a eulogy. And I was like, not yet. They're not done. Like, we'll have lots of time. And I get that there's always the big picture. And this thing is certainly, uh, you know, honing in on the big picture when it comes to goaltending for the Vancouver Canucks. But... Uh, today is all about a seventh game, and it's been almost a decade since the Canucks have been involved in one. Obviously, they were involved in two back in 2011. We know they slayed the Dragon. We also know what happened against the Boston Bruins. And since then, the organization has not been this deep in a playoff series. So, like, there are a ton of young fans that have never experienced this. Wow. And this is what sports is all about, right? Like, it's one game. It's winner take all. You have no idea who the hero is going to be. It can be a crazy bounce. It could be a power play. Like... 
that's why you play these games. And so uh, as improbable as it's been to get to this point on the back of Thatcher Demko, and it's just, again, in a bubble, uh, compressed schedule, five and seven, like there's a ton of this stuff that makes no sense at all. And yet at six o'clock Pacific time, they're going to drop a puck and away they go and may the best team win. It's it's insane that they've earned this shot. And, you know, we'll get into the stakes a little bit later, but I think there's a sense a, a common sense around around this team in terms of the, the conversation around it. I don't mean within the room. I mean, in terms of the commentariat and the fans that, you know, no matter what, this is gravy, house money, you know, this team wasn't expected to be here. This What a great lesson for the kids. But it's like, you're a game away from the conference final. You're a game away from maybe facing the Avs with their third string goaltender or a Dallas Stars team that is not as good as the Golden Knights, right? Like, straight up, not as good as the Golden Knights, probably not as good as the Blues, frankly. Like, you could do everything right for the next five years, right? You could manage the cap perfectly, win three consecutive trades, draft two two NHL players a draft, right? And with the whims of the hockey gods, late-season injuries, goaltending, deflections, just, you know... How this sport works, you may never get an opportunity like this again, right? Like, that's how insane this game can be. That's how weird it is that the Canucks have this shot. Like, they have to take this. This is no longer uh, a. I mean, Green's been saying it consistently, but it's true. Like, now, especially, you're one game away from the conference final. There's no lessons or moral victories or silver linings. This is. This is a game. This is a shot the Canucks really, really need to take. And for me, like, they've traveled this distance as bumpy as it's been in this series when you think they got shelled 5-zip and Vegas was all over them. Like, there was just no respect in that first game. And I know respect has been an issue throughout the series, and we can touch on that. But but when you think of where the Canucks were game one, and we were like, oh, they don't even belong in this series. Like, they're not in the Golden Knights class and since game one, they've won three of five. They've outscored Vegas overall. I know that the game has all, they've all been played in the Vancouver end, but that just adds sort of to the pressure on the Golden Knights as they go into the seventh game. Like, what more can they do to generate offense against this goalie that they probably still don't know a lot about? And yet, mm-hmm. he has to, he's got to be in their heads. Like, I know these are pros and the best in the world at what they do, but. Like, they're Vegas Knights. They have to be scratching their head thinking, like, what the fuck? What more can we do to put a puck past this guy? Well, didn't it feel like they were trying to pick corners a little bit? And that happens sometimes sure. when you're when you're getting frustrated by a goaltender. You, you play it a little bit fine. They missed a lot of shots. And, and it wasn't just shots like point shots. Like, they were missing quality opportunities. Uh, that They won't do that in Game 7, I don't think. I think that we're going to see the Golden Knights give the Canucks their best shot, which will look more like Game 5 than it did like Game 6. I thought Vegas got really frustrated. I thought they played undisciplined hockey. I thought they were a little bit in their heads in terms of trying to be a little bit too fine offensively. Like, I didn't think they were nearly as good in Game 6 as they were in Game 5, as they were in Game 1, as they've been throughout this series, frankly. And I do expect we'll see something a little... You know, we'll see the Canucks under siege in a more dramatic way than we did in Game Six, where you know I know it didn't look pretty, but I didn't think the I didn't think the Golden Knights were generating the types of looks in Game Six that they did in Game Five. I mentioned the respect factor. You've been writing about it. You've been documenting it. You've been tweeting what you're hearing in the rink. Like the Canucks are back on even terms. It's boiled down to a one-game winner-take-all. Like 
Do they have the Golden Knights' respect yet? No. No. The answer which, is no. Which is incredible. It, but that's... I mean, this Golden Knights team is arrogant. They are. And I like that, to be totally clear. I love teams that carry themselves like that. I like teams that play as aggressively as the Golden Knights do, right? That sort of throw the kitchen sink at you in the offensive end and try to control the game. Truly control the game. That's how the Golden Knights play. And that's how the Golden Knights carry themselves. They play with a chip on their shoulder at all moments. They're fast, they're big, and they're arrogant as fuck. And honestly, I do think to some extent it's hurt them in this series. You know, you think about calling Quinn Hughes the water boy, and he has two points to force game seven. You think about calling Elias Pettersson, what, what, what was it, a little squirt, and he's the guy at the net front screening on the two goals that ice game six and send it to game seven. You know, I think about that Tyler Mott chirp. Like, Tyler Mott chips it in on one-on-one, and and honestly, it's a really good chirp from the Vegas bench. He's feeling it. <laughs> like, it's really funny. It's really funny. But seven seconds later, the Canucks score the game winner. Straight up. And Vertanen injured, right? And I the only this, you know, people have been saying, like, oh, you're only sharing what the Vegas bench says, not the Canucks bench. It's like I'm I'm sending almost everything I hear, to be totally honest with you. If it's not ice ice or hard hard or wheel wheel. I'm, I'm pretty much tweeting it. And the only thing I didn't tweet last night was Vertanen down injured, a Vegas Golden Knights player leans over the bench and goes, um, he said something like, I, I can't remember the exact quote, I, I don't have my article in front of me, but it was, um, all right, I found, I found it. It's, that's what you get, serves you right, you fat fuck, to a player who seemed to be hurt. You know what I mean? Like, this team carries themselves this way and I think that lack of respect has hurt them and I think there were times in game six where they looked like they were coming unraveled they're gonna have to back up their chatter like this is not a golden knights team that's accomplished anything to warrant this kind of demeanor right yeah felt in game six like they were convincing themselves that they are who they think they are as opposed to using it to their advantage in game seven they're gonna have to back it up Straight up. And if they don't, it's going to be that much sweeter for the Canucks. I guess you could say when you get down to a seventh game, it kind of does boil down to who's got the bigger balls, right? Like, hell yeah. Yeah. Which is probably a great time for us to talk about Manscaped, our, yes. our partners here on the <laughs> Segway Vancast. of the year. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've been a regular, and I know many are, uh, you hear me talking about the Lawnmower 3.0 all the time. It's for the best in men's personal hygiene and grooming. The Lawnmower 3.0, it's waterproof. It includes an LED light. It's made with advanced skin-safe technology, which reduces nicks and cuts in the most delicate of regions, and nobody wants any of that. And it all is part of the Perfect Package 3.0. And the people at Manscaped were good enough. They've sent us one. You'll have one waiting for you when you get back uh, home. It's uh, a remarkable uh, product, and I I just want to thank them and for a limited time, when you order the perfect package, you get two free gifts. You get the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs as well. So it's all in there. It all comes in the perfect package. That's what they call it. And uh, you can get it now for 20% off with free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. You get 20% off free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. And again, you check it out, use that code, theathletic20 at manscaped.com for 20% off. All right, Tom, hang on, because we'll come back and we'll talk about the stakes 
for a Game 7 for both of these organizations. And we'll do that when we come back right after this. This is The Athletic Football Show. I think every football season is a big challenge in one way or another. Introducing The Athletic Football Show, an all-new podcast with me, Robert Mays, and a team of world-class NFL writers and analysts. We'll feature expert guests and our plugged-in beat writers from around the league. What Patrick Mahomes did in the last nine minutes is just absurd. You can subscribe now to The Athletic Football Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast provider of your choice. And stay with us all season long as The Athletic brings you what matters most in today's NFL. All right, we said this was a sort of a quickie, if you will, on Game 7, just to set the stage for what is to come here later on this evening. Some pregame listening, if you will. Stakes are high, obviously, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, they went down this road last year, a 3-1 lead on the San Jose Sharks, and they crapped it away. And we know how that game ended, uh, some controversy and everything else, but at the end of that game, it was the Vegas Golden Knights that were left wondering what the hell happened. And here they are in a remarkably similar situation tonight. They've made a coaching change. Pete DeBoer was behind the San Jose bench in that series that I referenced. And then he was brought in by Vegas to make sure that they didn't suffer another meltdown like that one. And yet, here we are, and he's got a goaltending situation. We know that there's been drama uh, in the crease for the Vegas Golden Knights throughout. Like, for me, the stakes are pretty high for a team that could do no wrong in its inaugural season. Like, they're running the risk of getting this choker label hung on them in just their third year of existence if they don't get this right tonight. 100%. And that's sort of the other thing about their arrogance, is you wonder if they're barking because they've got a devastating bite, or if they're barking to overcompensate right for for the demons of last season and and look they're the better team they're the likely victor here i think if they win they'll probably be the stanley cup favorite right with really only tampa bay sort of being sized up as their equal in terms of the remaining field so i mean yeah vegas has a ton on the line here this is everything for them for that franchise and yet you know they've kind of let the canucks back in the series and, and granted they've had Brutal luck, brutal finishing luck, and Thatcher Demko has been extraordinary. But nonetheless, you're all of a sudden down to a situation where, as favored as the Knights are, it's by, by maximum sixty percent, right? Like it by, <laughs> it's at most a, a heavily weighted coin flip here now, and I just can't shake the feeling that they've kind of done it to themselves by just not having enough respect for what the Canucks for the threat that the Canucks offer uh, by taking too many penalties by carrying themselves a certain way by firing up their opponent needlessly right it it just it smacks of a group with a fatal flaw and that fatal flaw to me anyway is that arrogance uh, potentially Uh, now it could still be their edge right they could come out and crush the Canucks tonight in fact that wouldn't surprise me particularly but boy, do they need to back it up tonight. There's a lot on the line, and a lot on the line, especially in goal, where we don't know who Pete DeBoer is going to start. But either way, that's going to be the storyline the moment these teams hit the ice for warm-up. Yeah, and from a Canucks perspective, you're asking, can Demko do it again on short notice, quick turnaround, back-to-back, three and four, all of that kind of stuff. And, and he did look bagged at times in the third period when he was trying to pick himself up off the How ice. But, but this 90 is, attempts. No, I know. <laughs> like, but, crazy. but at the same time, like... This is why these guys play these games. Like, this is a guy seizing his moment, taking an opportunity. And if you get right down to it, and and I'm with you, like, on paper, Vegas is the deeper team. They are the better team. But I think, and we saw it last night, and with the quick turnaround, like, the Canucks difference makers 
are back in this series. And that is an awfully nice card to have to play if you're the Vancouver Canucks because Quinn Hughes admitted, he admitted post-game that something had gone on there for a little while, but he has recovered and he's feeling better and he looked like his old self last night and he can take over a hockey game. And Elias Pettersson, crazy as it sounds, like he didn't find the score sheet and yet was so instrumental in two of those third-period goals the Canucks scored and had the back check on Mark Stone. Like, Petey was in. And you just think of how often those guys have been the difference makers over the course of this season. One game, winner take all, chips are down. I think I wouldn't mind having Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes on my side in this situation. Yeah, and that Quinn Hughes answer, right? I'm not going to disclose it, but I'm feeling a lot better now, right? That's wild. That's a wild quote from the guy who's not just developed into a premier NHL defenseman, but all of a sudden the best quote on the team. Like, talk about in-season improvement. Think about Quinn Hughes when rookie camp opened, like almost 365 days ago today. Yeah. To now, right? Like, I remember the first time I interviewed him, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with this? You know? And, <laughs> you're, and now... You're going to sit back and you're going to love watching every minute of it. That's what well, you're going to do with this. No. And I knew that, but I was like, how do I find a way in to tell this kid's you. story, you know? Yeah. And now... I'm on those Zoom calls, and he's like, yeah, we were totally confident in Thatcher Demko. He goes to bed early. He eats right. I'm like, wow, that, that's a T-shirt-worthy line, you know? And he had another good one yesterday where he says, when you're a kid growing up, you don't think about – you don't dream about game one and games two. It's game seven, right? Like, boom, perfect, beautiful. You know, print it. Put it on a headline. Let's go. I don't know, I don't know what's gotten into Quinn Hughes in the Zoom era, but he's unbelievable now. And he was unbelievable in Game 6, right? And that's a game-changer for the Canucks because an unbelievable Quinn Hughes, even though it didn't manifest itself in Game 6, is a player who can help you perhaps not surrender 90 attempts against and 40 shots, 48 shots against, right? Uh, Quinn Hughes, who's dialed in at the top of his game, maybe can help you control play a little bit better. And as much as... You know, my athletic colleague, our athletic colleague, Harmon Dial, has identified a key adjustment that the Canucks made on D-zone play that might be part of why they've been getting bogged down in the new, in their breakouts a little bit more in Game 5 and 6, but also partly why they haven't surrendered as much insane East-West movement when the Golden Knights have the puck on in-zone play. Uh, you know, as much as that's worked to get them here, to force Game 7, like, they have to have the puck, they have to possess the puck a little bit more tonight. If they're going to win, like you really ideally want the game to look a little bit more like it did in the first five minutes, right? Yeah, and so away they go. Game seven, you can't ask for a whole lot more. Certainly when the team was down 3-1, we didn't see it coming, and here we are. Uh, That moment is almost upon us. I know that you're ridiculously busy there in Edmonton. I've got lots going on here. So uh, we said that this was going to be a snack-sized podcast. So we just wanted to give you something to let you know that We got your back, and of course, uh, we'll be back after this game. Win or lose for the Vancouver Canucks, uh, we'll be back to crank out a full pod, and we'll have an entire series to review, and who knows, maybe another series to preview. I'm not sure I would bet against the Vancouver Canucks at this stage of the proceedings. A quick reminder that the new GM... (laughs) I also wouldn't bet on them, though. I hear (laughs) you. I hear you. My goodness. To think that they can do this three in a row, it does Uh, seem like a ridiculous ask, but... as as like the resident stats guy, I just wanted I just want to quickly put on my my bifocals and pull out my notepad and set my quartz psycho watch and just note 
that Thatcher Demko has a 990 save percentage over the last two games, and that's not not sustainable, J. Pat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With right, the voice, no less. I like it. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take note. Uh, I will heed. I will heed your warning. Uh, here yeah. at the VanCast. Hey, the new GM of the Florida Panthers. You've probably heard of the Florida Panthers. Team uh, down in uh, South Florida, yeah. Uh, Bill Zito got the job, and he's going to join Craig Custance next week on the full 60 at the Athletic. And you know what we always say here uh, as we wrap up the VanCast, and my goodness, we've uh, done a lot of them here on this run in the bubble. Uh, check out our comment section for each podcast episode of the Athletic app. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the VanCast on Apple Click on theathletic.com slash thevancast and you can get 40% off your subscription. And if you're not a subscriber, you are missing out. So get on it and that's a great offer. Again, theathletic.com slash thevancast for 40% off your subscription. Man, I wish I was there. Uh, It's been a long time coming for the Vancouver Canucks, but uh, I'll be in full radio mode all over at Perim Post. And then uh, again, we'll get back on the the podcasting machine and uh, crank out a new VanCast after well we won't do it after the game tonight but we'll do it tomorrow and have uh, some weekend listening for you as well but uh, just wanted to blast one out here early this morning as we get ready for game seven enjoy it everybody should be some fun and we'll see if the Vancouver Canucks can punch their ticket improbably to the Western Conference Final for Drancer and Edmonton it's J-Pad in Vancouver thanks so much for listening enjoy the hockey game we'll catch up with you again over the weekend here at the VanCast at TheAthletic and TheAthletic.com Vroom! Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.